Websites. We often work for small businesses get asked, well, what type of website do I need? And we want to go through the different types of websites and what you may or may not need. So let's start with, why don't I just have a Facebook page? Or can I start just with a Facebook page? Maybe is more the question. I get asked this a lot as well. And, and actually, I find a lot of people feel that they need a website and they already have a Facebook page. But for some reason, it's conditioned for, into them that they must have a website too. It really depends on your type of business and who you're communicating with. For example, if you are a dog trainer, it is most likely that you will easily get all the contacts you need in your local area through your Facebook business page. And I am saying business page because it does give you more functionality than just a Facebook page. And it does make you easier to be found as a business. So let's say you're a dog trainer. I would say Facebook page, great, you probably don't need more. But if you started to need people to book your courses online, there might be a couple of dog trainers, you might be offering a bit more than just going out and training people's dogs each week, then it may be time to go for a website because people need then the professionality and the security of, well, if I'm going to pay online, do I know it's a sort of proper business and it's not going to disappear? So at that point, you might think that you want to move further away. So you start to need a website as your business starts to grow. However, if you are dealing business to business, then a Facebook page may not be enough. A business wants to see, again, okay. that you're a professional and they can trust you and that you're not going to disappear when they've paid you money. So at that point, I would say, actually, you do need a website because of the people you're dealing with. So personal, dealing directly with people, probably even in a sort of recreational line of business, then Facebook is fantastic. Starting to get more professional and dealing with businesses, then I'd say you need a website. Okay, but obviously a website will give you a whole new range of things. So you can actually own your own data. Yes. Which then means you can do marketing outside the Facebook. Yeah, outside of Facebook and Instagram, I think is the point to make there. There is very powerful and data analysis and ability to market within Facebook, which is very useful for you. So that is all there. But yes, you're right. If you want to start marketing outside of Facebook. Yeah, starting building up a database of your customers, the people that have been there, the people that are interested in your stuff. So it starts to allow you to do more things. So you might write a, a mini ebook, for example, about if you're a dog trainer, how to get your dog ready for training, for example, and then you collect the people's email addresses and you say, if you download this, then in return, obviously, I'm going to add you to my email list and I will send you emails that you can unsubscribe from at any time. You can do that, yes. I mean, you could do that on Facebook, but I think the difference there is Facebook, like all social media, is very transient. Your information isn't organized in any way so once it's passed it's passed and it's very difficult to find whereas on a website it can be very nicely managed you can search it's easier to be found on search engines actually for that ebook and yep. it's always there you can always link to it it's not going to disappear to the bottom of the pile as it would do on facebook or instagram or other forms of social media so there's a real difference between a website and social media platforms is in effect you own the platform whereas in facebook or pinterest or twitter or any other the social media you may discover they own the network so they own the platform and therefore you're going to have to use their platform to do anything whereas when you're on a website you own the platform 
effectively and so you can decide how you want to manage it and how it wants to be laid out and how you want to do things so it just gives you more control and also it means that in the terrible event that facebook became the non-leading social media you've not got all your eggs in one basket or facebook say oh we're not doing that anymore or the way you do this is now this way and that's not the way you want to do it you don't have any control over that because you don't own the platform and that's, that's the control that having your own website has and certainly when you're starting out the advantages that facebook give you are probably higher than owning your own website they already have the audience they already have the tools they're already plugged into a load of other people whereas a website will take time to gain traction and i think that's an important distinction to discuss actually because more and more now different marketplaces have started to appear and when i say marketplace as opposed to a website it means the audience as you've said there is already there and so for example etsy not on the high street if you're starting to sell amazing clothes that you design and make or lampshades or books things like that that are crafty and creative having your audience there for you is really really good because trying to get people to find you when you start your shop on its own it's a bit like putting your shop not on the high street but in the middle of a field at your house people aren't going to find you so easily so that marketplace is a really great way to start as you then get better and better and are selling more and more again you might want to build your own website because you don't want people to be sidetracked by the other things in the marketplace but again i think it's a really good place to start there's even a new one i found crate joy where if you want to sell subscription boxes or anything by subscription here is a marketplace it's the same with eventbrite if you have an event or a workshop you're doing it's amazing to put it on eventbrite because people are actively looking for events in their area but then after a while as you start to get your audience and you start to grow, you might want to move away so that you are opening up your own shop as opposed to being a stall in a market. Okay, so there's a crossover point. So let's say you start off because you need the audience on any platform, because we've talked about a lot, but I mean, there's eBay, there's Amazon Affiliate Marketplace. I mean, there are hundreds, depending on what product you're selling, you will find one or more platforms that will work with you. The reason why Facebook's very important is because almost everybody's on it even if they just casually browse it they don't interact with it too much you'll find that they're still there for example i don't post anything on facebook maybe once a year but i'm always on it well not always on it but i'm on it at least once a day checking out bike parks so if you were looking to push anything to do with mountain biking at me Facebook knows that that's what I'm interested in and therefore it will show those ads to me and not to people who are not interested in mountain biking. So it can be a really interesting way of building up your presence early on to an audience that you wouldn't be able to find yourself. But it gets to a point where you're strong enough to stand on your own. And that's the point you need to transition to a website. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. And that sort of comes in with the branding and things as well. At that point, you need to really start thinking about your business, your brand, what you stand for, so that your visual communication is reflecting who you are. Now, it's a great way to sort of test the water on Facebook or any of these platforms without needing any of this to see who you're talking to and who they feel you are. So you're trialing and then when you're ready, you start to get your visual communication and your brand and your own shop or business grows from that. So I would say it's a really good and cheap way to start. Excellent. And it's a great way of doing some market research. Is there actually any demand for your product? 
or does your product stand out in a crowded marketplace? Because if you can't find anybody on Facebook that likes your product, I'm going to guess you're not going to find anyone anywhere, really. <laughs> I think it's important as well to say, you know, there's Facebook, there's just being on Facebook and inviting your friends or advertising on Facebook where you pay money and your ad of your products gets put in front of the whole world that you don't necessarily know. Now, other platforms, you are paying straight away for you to be in search results and things. So you don't have the free family side on most of these marketplaces. That's just a Facebook and Instagram thing. Right. Well, I think that differentiates social media from a marketplace. Right. Whereas something like Facebook is both. So Facebook's better for getting your ideas out there, seeing if people are interested then probably a marketplace is better for testing your product and your pricing and finding out how that works. And once you've got it all together, then you can start to think about standing on your own, getting your website. We're talking about new businesses here, aren't we? I mean, established businesses probably already have a website and a social media presence. They might not harness it very well, but they will have these presences anyway. And you need to be careful of who your audience is. If your audience is other businesses, I would say that that's not the route for you. You need to start with a website to be a reflection of who your audience want you to be. So it's the difference between being a trader and then being a business. Yes, exactly. So now getting on to websites, we've gone through our little phase. We've done our social media. We found a product and a price range and an audience. We're building our website. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different types of websites out there, but the main types really are either what I would call a page-based site, which is there's a lot of information about features and benefits and pricing. And, the, and then the other side is there's a blog. Now, I know you can mix and match that slightly, but really you tend to find that these things are either focused on one that have some of the other or the other way around. So they're either mainly blogs that have some pages about their product or they're mostly about their product and they have some blog posts. Yes, to me, the pages are the brochure and the blog yeah. is the driving engine. So I think even if you just want the brochure, you need that blog on the side to keep generating keyword specific content about what you do so that you can be found across search engines across social media because you post to social media okay so let's say i'm a business i don't know let's say i'm a dog trainer so i've got a couple of pages about my pricing what i do the services i provide but then what you're saying is what i really need to do is concentrate on ongoing because my prices may change once a year or once every six months and the services I provide, I might add one service, but I'm not really doing anything, changing the website. So what a blog is doing is allowing me to add new content. Exactly. And so I need to focus on that and look at what keyword people searching for, for my services and make sure I've got articles written. Constantly write about the success stories you've had with training your dogs, what to expect from training your dogs, what type of difficult behavioural issues you might be able to solve for your clients and talk about it in the fact that you are a dog trainer in Suffolk. So mention the places in Suffolk and in that way when people are searching I need a dog trainer in Woodbridge, Suffolk, you will come up on the search engines without having to pay someone a lot of money to do that for you. So it's okay. time consuming, so it's not free because it's takes time but that blog is saving you having to spend money on advertising and this is often where i find people fall down which is 
you explain to them the benefits of a blog you tell them why it's important they agree with it all but actually what turns out is they've got a job they're training dogs 10 hours a day and then they've got the rest of their life to deal with and so the blog often becomes a sort of there were four posts at the beginning and then there was another post a month later and then really nothing at which point you should just axe it altogether but i'm going to ask you know how would you deal with that situation and let's say you've spoke to your client they agree they need a blog you put it on it's not being used the last date was two years ago and it looks embarrassing so suggest taking it off how then can they keep their website being found on search engines or without the fact that they obviously just don't have time to write the blog okay so in the old days, there were used to be things called SEO agencies, and they did your SEO. So what they did was make your pages more easily found on the web. But as Google evolved and the internet evolved, you will find that these SEO agencies are now calling themselves content agencies. And what they actually do is research keywords, write content, and put it onto your website for you because you don't have the time. You're running your business. And hopefully it's profitable enough where you can say, I can pay X amount for a blog post every day, week, fortnight. And actually, obviously, if you search the... online, there are people that generate this content for you quite cheaply. And as yeah. you say, you can buy an article a month and then split it into four. Yeah, put exactly. it on. So there are some good content creators out there and not too much of an expensive price. I mean, doing it yourself is a lot of work because you've got to do the SEO research. You've got to do the copywriting. You've got to do the fact checking. You've got to make sure that it all ties in to your overall aim. Can that. I just stop you there, though? I agree with yeah. you. It's a lot of work. But the moment you say you've got to do the SEO research and the keyword investigation, that's going to put anybody off. They're going to get to writing a blog post and they're just going to freeze. If you are passionate about what you do and you write about what you do, you will be including all those keywords anyway. I wouldn't worry about the jargon. Just write about your passion and you will find that it will be saying the right thing. Some people, it would be really helpful to them. I mean, different people find different things easy. I actually find personally that having a list of keywords or topics, basically what I do is I distill the keywords down and then that gives me the topics that I need to write about. I kind of disregard the keywords after that. I literally do the keyword research to give me the topics. And what that does for me is it helps me. So I don't get to a blank bit of paper and think, what am I going to write about today? I know what I'm going to write about. I've been able to think about it for a couple of days so that I find writing the articles is actually much easier. Don't look at SEO research as pouring through loads of stuff. You're going to know your business pretty well. You're going to know roughly how people would search for your business. Google's got a load of tools. There are thousands out there that will help you work out what are the topics that you should be writing about and what types of words are people searching for. So let's say you're training dog. What you might find is people are actually searching for how to help with a certain dog behavior. So you need to start writing content, which would include those behaviors in there. And that's all that it does for me. It just gives me topics and subtopics I know I need to cover. I do exactly the same. I research topics or I write a list of topics that I know related to what I do and that I should write it around. And then I go for a run. I might think about it in a car and I start to formulate some ideas on that topic. And then when I come to write, it just comes out. It does work. But I wanted to ask you a question about the keywords. On all blogs, you can basically tag. Is tagging your blog with keywords that are in your article good for SEO? If you write a really good piece on the top 10 
dog behaviors that you can help, you will find that people will start to link to that. And that's where it really gets helpful. You shouldn't write for search engines. And that sounds really odd because we are writing for search engines. But what I mean is you shouldn't sit there thinking, I need to put this exact key phrase in. I need to link these words to this thing. It should be much more natural. But what about the tags that and, you can add at the bottom of the blog? That's what I was asking. Is it worth... Yeah, that's actually organizing content. So that's internal linking. So usually you'd have a concept of categories and categories are things that you write about a lot so you might have a category dog behaviors but each behavior you would have as a tag because you're not going to write more than let's say two or three articles about that one particular behavior and so that's what you would use tags for it just links together the articles that cover the same subject rather than you having to that is good when Google is crawling your site and things for SEO, that the fact that it finds lots on the same subject. Yeah, exactly. Because it can say, okay, this is a node cluster around this subject and therefore it will add weight to that subject. Because internal linking isn't as important as external linking, but it's not far off. I think the misconception that a lot of people have is that Google look at your site as a whole. And it actually doesn't. It looks at each page individually. It then understands that that's part of a domain and it's a lot about that subject, which it adds as a scoring factor but it actually ranks each page itself as a standalone page on the internet so that internal linking helps it to understand that there are links to other bits of content and other bits of content link into it and so it helps it to understand the real relevance of that piece of content you know what it's looking for is that let's say i wrote an article on i'm a dog trainer and I write an article on hotels in Ibiza, it's going to say nothing else on this site about hotels. And so I'm going to disregard that page because it's an anomaly. So we've talked about how you start off and before about uh, social media and marketplaces and then moving on to a website and how if you can't write the blog post, it may be worth getting someone to help you with it or employing someone to just help you keep on top of the digital marketing. And now what other yeah. types of websites are there that people may think about? I would say probably the next thing is email marketing. It's by far the most effective way of re-engaging and talking to your customers. It's an art form to itself. Email marketing is incredibly effective. It can be done incredibly badly. There are some clear things that you should not do on email marketing. I think that may be a subject for next week, which is what are the key components of email marketing and how is it used effectively? We'll talk about that next week. I agree. It is very powerful. You're talking to an already converted audience, but we will save that for next week. I want to talk a bit about e-commerce then. Now, I work with a lot of small businesses, and I often work with people going, well, I want to show all my art. For example, I'm an artist. I want to show what I do. And I go, well, you've got to put the price on, or people won't know that they can buy it. And if you're going to put the price on, why don't you let them buy it online? And that's almost a step of an artist going, well, I'm showing my work. Isn't that enough? And no, because you're not there to talk them through it and tell them it's for sale. You need to be much more pushy, as it were, and go, look, this costs £700. Now do you want to talk about it? And I think just putting it in people's minds, oh, I can buy that, and oh, is it or isn't it in my price range is very, very important. And whether you are then going to allow them to actually purchase online or inquire, making it clear. I think if you've got a product page that's highlighting a single product, the step from that to an e-commerce system is almost negligible. You know, there are thousands of e-commerce engines that you can get for free or 
as a percentage base i mean you can start on ebay for instance if you want to you can incorporate an ebay shop into your own website if you used wordpress for example you could use woocommerce which is free there's shopify i mean there are hundreds and it's very simple and i think it's important as well to say with the e-commerce is don't forget about the platform that you started on don't forget about your loyal customers on Facebook still. And when you have a website, you can always post your content back to the marketplaces and the social media. So have your products for sale on Facebook. You can have your products from your website for sale on Instagram. So keep using as many channels. Don't disregard the channels as you move on to the next step. Yeah, don't alienate the audience that you've cultivated. What you're trying to do is broaden the channels that you are selling on and communicating on, not just moving in a forward direction. talk about as well is subscription models this is becoming more and more common and if you have something that you want people to buy on a monthly basis again that's something that you could start to think about through your website or whether that's content and we will talk about that next week in the email marketing but now i think we've got to finish up we're out of time we are out of time so i'm going to say goodbye from me see you next week see you next week bye bye